Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Welcome, everyone, to the All In Podcast Show. I'm excited here to introduce you to Tom Schwab. Welcome to the show. Daniel, I am thrilled to be here. Great. Um, well, Tom, I always like to start with your humble beginnings, you know, where you kind of grew up. And tell me a little bit about your background there. Yeah, and so mine was very humble. I didn't know it, right? Um, I grew up in the western suburbs of Chicago. I'd never really been more than 100 miles from my home. Uh, but life was great. It was like Mayberry. And by the grace of God and a clerical error, I got into the United States Naval Academy. So to all the taxpayers, thank you for paying for my education. And it totally changed my life. You know, at the age of 17, uh, I jumped on my first plane um, uh, to go to the academy. A year later, I came back to Illinois and I'd been around the world. And with that, my world got so expanded. And, um, you know, now with podcasting, here I am in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but I can still be, you know, connected with people. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of problems in the world today, but there's no better time to be alive. Right. Yeah. So as you uh, were on that journey, once you made the decision to join the military, like what was it uh, that you, you know, what was the first step you did once you, you know, I'm assuming you're out now and you're not still in. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, so what was the first thing you did after that? Well, it was what I was taught to do, you know, find a stable company and stay with them, be loyal and, uh, you know, do the work. And really that was the military, right? So mm -hmm. it was, you spend 20 years there, you get a retirement, all the rest of this. And when my commitment was up at the five-year point, um, peace was breaking out. Uh, the evil empire, the, the Soviet Union had disintegrated. I'd done all the fun things that I wanted to do. And it was putting on a huge stress on my family. Mm -hmm. By that time, I was married and had two small kids. And I just knew if I had one more deployment, I, I wouldn't have a marriage after that. Right. And so I remember getting out. And my dad at that time called me a fool. He's like, mm -hmm. how could you leave that? And then I went and looked for the next stable job. And I worked for a, a fortune 500 company and I had a great career. I was doing well. I was getting promoted. And after about two years, I'm like, this is as bad as the Navy. I want to go out and sell. I want to, uh, yeah, I know I can do this. And uh, when I left uh, the corporate job for a hundred percent commission job, my dad called me a dang fool or words to that effect. Mm -hmm. He's like, you cannot keep doing this. You've got, you know, commitments. And I'm like, dad, I, I know what's good for me. And uh, luckily he, uh, a few years later, he, he, he said, you were right on both of those moves. So um, it, it's funny. I think I went kicking and screaming into entrepreneurship and, and definitely in a different world than I was brought up in. Right. So when you had that transition from corporate to the next thing, right, and you made that decision, right. What mm -hmm. was the, um, so the main, main, 
factor was, you know, obviously that drive and desire to do something different, you know, more exciting. I would imagine some of the things were around, you know, having more freedom to be able to do what you wanted, you know, be creative. But what else, uh, what else were some driving things for you? Because I think a lot of times as people are listening to this, you know, they hear the stories of, hey, I went from corporate and then I all of a sudden started my business, but there's some underlying things that we go through to, you know, and how we determine what we're going to do. Yeah. And I would have to say that the, uh, you know, I'd already had felt this pull um, to do it, but I never like, um, I went to a sales job, but not started my own company. And it wasn't until I, I did go through a divorce and I thought this is a clean start and, you know, I, I want to do something here. And so that's where I went in and I knew I didn't want to be traveling all the time. I didn't want to be on a jet. Um, I wanted to be around where I could see my kids. And so that's when I started my own business. And uh, uh, that's when I think my life started too, because I really enjoyed it. And so for me, it was that, that work-life integration uh, that I could have as an entrepreneur. And uh, later on, I'm remarried now, but uh, um, my wife pointed out when we were married about four years, she's like, as I look through your, um, through your life, she's like, you spend two years working really hard to make something work. And then she's like, the next two years, it works and it's profitable. And I'm like, yeah. And she said, in the next two years, it's very profitable and you're bored out of your mind going on to the next thing. And this was like year four of our marriage. She goes, this isn't going to happen in our marriage, is it? But she nailed it there that I always have to have a different challenge, a different something to do. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do the same job um, for, for decades after decade, you know, that would, to me, that would be, uh, that would be a prison sentence. Right. Okay. Yeah. So as, uh, you know, and that's, that's some good stuff there because I think a lot of times we struggle as, you know, uh, trying to figure out, you know, what is the next thing we do when, you know, to keep us engaged and, you know, growing and, and expanding. So, um, what was the first business that you started? Um, if you go way back, it was probably like cutting lawns in, uh -huh. in high school or in junior high. You know, I found out that I could get other people to do it with me. Right. Uh, and so it wasn't just a solo opener. I could get them to help me and get a lot more out of that. But then after that, it was really, um, you know, I went to uh, the corporate world and everything. We had a, I ran a distributorship, but even that we had one customer, right? We, we were selling for this manufacturer. Uh, the first real business that I started was a sideline business that we had, and it was direct to patient durable medical equipment rental. It was once voted the second most unsexy thing to sell online <laughs> behind industrial lubricants. Right. And we were, we were doing this in Michigan right around 2008. And I thought, man, we could help so many more people with this because what struck me is that half the units that would come back because they were all rentals would come back with thank you notes. And I knew at that point, you know, remember 2008, uh, Michigan was leading the country into the great recession. It's like, yeah, I am not doing bricks and mortar here. So I'd read a, a book by two smart guys out of MIT called Inbound Marketing. And they went mm -hmm. on to form uh, HubSpot. And they talked about using the internet, um, using content to, uh, to connect with people. And so I remember calling them early on and saying, does anybody use this on e-commerce? They're like, no, but it should work. I said, yeah, let's give it a try. So uh, that company was their first e-commerce case study. Uh, Beretta USA, which is the oldest company in the world, was their second one. Yeah. 
That's great. So, so from your, your experience then of finally getting into this, you know, call it wheelhouse of, you know, uh, entrepreneurship and building a successful business, right? Have there ever been any dark moments? <laughs> I love how everybody says building a successful business. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always successful from the outside. Right. Um, and I always look at it, whatever business I was in, um, it's like the duck, right? It looks really calm on the, uh, on the surface, mm -hmm. but you have no idea how bad or how fast the feet are moving underneath. Or right. when somebody says, Oh, you've got everything figured out. It's like, it's like the stage, the Hollywood stage that looks beautiful from the front. And if you go around the back, it's, it's chicken wire and duct tape, right? Cause we're all figuring it out as we're going, you know, we're all making it up as we go. And when you say successful, I, I, I think I was successful the day I started to build it because mm -hmm. I was happy. But if you said, you know, is the business where you want it to be? Well, no, I'm, then I'm not successful because there's always something more to do on it. Right. And to me, what I learned is that success is in the journey. If you're going to be happy, once you get to a certain point, that point will never come. You, you have to take success and joy in the moment, the goods and the bads. Uh, I, I always uh, tell the story. I've had a buddy that was also an entrepreneur and we used to call each other about every, I don't know, three maybe three to six months to quit because when you're the boss, there's nobody to quit to. Right. right. And so that day that you get a, you know, accounts, accounts payable is high, you know, accounts receivable is, is even bigger. Um, and then you got a tax payment due and you're like, that's it. No more. Well, you mm -hmm. can't complain to your, your, your team members. You can't complain to your spouse. So we used to call each other and say, that's it. You know, I'm going to get a nine to five job at the post office and, <laughs> and only show up and do the bare minimum. And we'd let the other person vent. And then we'd, we'd point out that, uh, no, you'd never be happy there. They'd probably kill you within the first week. Um, and there's a line, I think it's from the Godfather, uh, where they talk about, this is the life we have chosen. Right. And uh, so we bet for a while and then we'd both say, you know, something like, and this is the life we have chosen. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and it's great to know that, that I am not alone in that, uh, you know, experience of like, there's those times where you see the person that's got the nice job, right. Or, you know, what we perceive as the nice job doing the same thing every day. Right. And, but, but they have a consistent paycheck and they don't have the headaches. They're done at four o'clock, you know, or five o'clock every day. Right. And, you know, I sit there and think about it. It's like, you know, I could never live like that. Right. It's like, I get frustrated just driving out in the traffic, you know, during rush hour, right. And rush hour here, right. Florida is not that bad, right. Compared <laughs> to where I grew up in Philadelphia. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know how people do that every day. Right. And it's like, that drives me nuts. Right. But that's, that's a, um, a big piece of it is like, people don't, uh, realize, yes, you have the freedoms and the benefits of certain things being an entrepreneur, um, but there's also, you know, a higher, to me, you know, there's a higher work ethic of like, you know, at certain times you're burning the midnight oil to put in the time to get things done that you're committed to. And there's, you know, the, the not sexy things to do, right. That, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to do, right. Because it's part of the process, part of the journey, right. Whether that be hiring people that don't work out, right. Or, you know, and you have to pull, you know, pull up the slack or, you know, anything in between. Yeah. And, you know, today, um, it's easier than ever too, because you've got so much tools, you got so much connection. Um, you know, sometimes we have to, I, I have to remind myself, pinch yourself when you get up in the morning about 
the tools that we have that are largely free, right? So we're talking on Zoom now. You can get a free version of Zoom and talk to anyone, anywhere in the world for 45 minutes, right? right. Um, and you think about it, you know, 20 years ago, um, the president of the United States probably didn't have this as good of technology. Right. You know, tw 10 years ago, if the business that I'm running, I'd have to be in New York, um, LA, London, something like that to run a podcast interview marketing business. Right. And instead, you know, I, I get to live in Southwest Michigan where I love and tell you what the, uh, the dollar goes farther in Southwest Michigan than it does in New York city. Right. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. So, um, so somebody listening to this right now, you know, um, and they're wondering like, you know, what is one thing that I could do and take from this and glean, you know, some insights from your wisdom of the experience you have, right? What would be the number one thing you'd tell them to focus in on? I would tell them they're one conversation away. And, you know, everybody, I say everybody, I, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes we look for the next tool, the next trick. Well, if I, if I build this, if I changed the color of my button on my website from green to blue, I wonder what that would do for conversion rates. Sometimes we're so focused on that that we realize, forget that the best things come from conversations, right? And so you're going to find that next great customer from a conversation. You're going to find that next best supplier from a conversation. You're going to find that next best investor from a conversation. I always point out, the, you know, um, my bride, I did not find her through a funnel and there was no algorithm or something like that. It was a conversation. It was an introduction. So especially for entrepreneurs, I, I, I encourage them. Yeah, we work hard, but sometimes we put our head down in our office, in our cubicle, whatever it is, and we just work and we don't have the conversations. And there's somebody that could help you. They'd be happy to help you. But you just got to have the conversation with them. And I think today it's never been easier, you know, as a podcast host, as a podcast guest on Clubhouse, on video, whatever works out best for you, get out there. Because I would argue that the best, the thing that's limiting your business right now is obscurity, right? Whatever you are offering, no matter what stage it's in, there's probably a thousand, maybe 10,000 people that it would be ideal for. They glad, gladly give you money right now for your product that's in like version 1.0. The only problem is they don't know you exist. You know, it's obscurity. And a lot of people say, well, try breaking through the noise. I, I think the people that are telling us to break through the noise are the ones that are selling us the megaphones, you know, <laughs> and, and also selling us the paid ads on, on social media. You know, and to me, it's like, I don't want to yell. I want to get in on the conversation, right? Like what we're doing here. You're right. gracious enough to have a discussion and I get to talk with, uh, with your tribe. And there's so many different ways to do that. So I, I would say whatever you're working on, you're one conversation away. Awesome. I love it. And you gave me some ideas of, you know, you could be like one bride away, right? Challenge, you know, I think you yeah. create, <laughs> <laughs> create a whole nother business out of that. That's good stuff. So, um, so tell me this, um, out of everything you have your hands in, right, and the things you're working on, I'm sure you have a lot of projects and, you know, passions. What's the uh, life legacy for you? What is the, you know, the, the big thing like you want to be remembered by and what you're working on to have the impact in the world? To me, the richness of your life is the richness of your relationships. And 
that's the only thing that carries on, right? Uh, inflation can eat away at at value, but it can't re it can't eat away at um, relationships, mm-hmm. and that's why I think they're so valuable. Death cannot even uh, eat away at those, right? So that um, a friend of mine passed away years and years ago. He had so many friends that they took care of his family. When his son turned 13, um, they took him out shooting, right? Because that's what he did for his older boys there. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I want to invest in the relationships. And I, I want that to be the legacy so that long after I'm gone, people are still telling stories of how I helped them, how I introduced them to a new idea, uh, to a new person. To me, that's, that's what makes a rich life. Uh, whether you're still alive or just a memory afterwards. Awesome. I love it. So as you, uh, as we get to wrap here, um, what would be a way, you know, number one way for people to get in touch with you? Well, um, yeah, if I can help you in any way, um, please let me know. I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo. Uh, but uh, if you just like uh, go to interviewvalet.com forward slash all in, uh, I'll put all my contact information there, a free copy of my book, Podcast Guest Profits, How to Grow Your Business with the Targeted Interview Strategy. And if there's anything I can do for you or can help you in any way, please reach out to me there at interviewvalet.com forward slash all in. Thank you. I appreciate you being here, Tom, and sharing your insights and wisdom and and, uh, helping people get clear and take that next step. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Daniel. And I'm going to give one shout out here, right? Anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has either never done it or never done it well. So you're thanking me, but I'm thanking you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, you know, leave a rating and review. That's how other people can find it. So you're not just doing it for Daniel, but you're doing it for other people just like you that need to hear this information. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. And uh, great, great getting to know you. I look forward to your continu- continued success and uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing to impact the world. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.